In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, and welcome to Mayflower Congregational Church. Today you're going to have the experience of watching our children lead us in worship as they do the musical The Lost Boy. We're glad you've tuned in. We're the Congregationalist, and we welcome everyone. So sit back, worship, and enjoy this service. Welcome to God's house. Amen. Children of God, let tears of joy baptize your eyes and your cheeks. Give God thanks and celebrate. Dance, children of God. Lose yourself in the choreography of the Spirit. Life is a dance and God is the orchestra. Embrace, children of God. Open your arms and feel close to each other. It is in our openness where life takes on meaning. It's great to be alive. Give God thanks and celebrate. It's great to be alive.
Let us pray in the words of Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his surpassing greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Today's scripture reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 39 through 52. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why are you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Isn't this a special morning? Let us pray. Holy One, thank you for children. Thank you for music. Thank you for making your kingdom a party. Let us celebrate as we go into the musical. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever been lost? I'm thinking back many years ago, probably about a century, when I was a little boy, four or five years old, we'd come into town, my mom and I, from Tyler Mountain and gone into downtown Charleston, West Virginia to the Diamond Department Store. I loved to go there because the diamond had so many different things. I wandered off from my mom just not more than an aisle to look at something. I can't remember what it was, but I was so taken with it. And then I, I walked back and reached up for her hand, and we started down the steps, and I looked up, and there was this beautiful lady holding my hand who was just smiling at me. She wasn't my mom. It scared me half to death. Mom came around the corner and said, there you are, and the lady laughed, and I was so happy to see her. It was a time of being lost and found and then having relief. We have a little boy this morning, older than I was, and he seems to be lost in a temple. Mother and father are worried. But the story has many different aspects. The first one might be Luke's idea of a precursor to the resurrection. It appears that Jesus is gone, but where is Jesus? Where the Christ has been all along, in the temple. On another level, what we see is the law being recast by Jesus. Like the Old Testament prophets, Jesus is telling people inside the temple that it's not sacrifice, it's not the way you worship. What's important is what's in your heart. What's important is that you realize that all humanity, that all creation is one with the living Christ. Another aspect of the story is the wisdom. Jesus is part of a wisdom tradition, teaching us then and today about living faith, about facing fears, mom and dad thinking you're lost, about facing dilemmas, 
of coming up with a conclusion that love conquers everything. That in the final analysis, love wins. And there is a nice, subtle meaning to the story that's good for ministers. Unfortunately, priests and pastors who take various oaths in their ordination hope to be humble and hope to be servants and hope to be wise. But there are so many of us, mea culpa, who are so many times motivated by ego. And here is the young Jesus telling us, yes, you preach the word. Yes, you have the degrees. Yes, you like to be seen in the public square. And your phylacteries are long but there is something greater. If you want to follow Christ, you must be the servant. The kingdom of God does not come through knowledge. The kingdom of God comes through love. And finally, 2,000 years later, the story can tell us something else. It can tell us about the joy of our kids here at Mayflower. It can tell you about the happiness and the gleefulness of youth. Our children today, our youth today, who are participating in this, are doing something they're not going to forget for the rest of their lives. Mayflower is shaping and molding their characters just as their loving families are. So today, we can sit back and enjoy. Today, we can celebrate our church. And today, we can celebrate our youth. Because the little boy isn't lost in the temple. The little boy is bringing light to the world. And as Mary will say in Luke... She observes and will treasure these things in her heart. In the name of God the Creator, God the Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every year, Jesus and his family traveled to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover festival. But this year was special. Jesus had turned 12, the age most Jewish boys began to study the scriptures more seriously. In a year or two, he would be accepted as a man in the synagogue. When Mary and Joseph and Jesus arrived in the holy city, they found themselves in the middle of a joyful celebration. Thousands of God's people from all over the world had gathered to remember the day God rescued them from slavery in Egypt. This day we celebrate.
After the seven days of celebration were over, Mary and jo Joseph joined a great caravan with their friends and relatives to make the long journey back to their hometown of Nazareth. Mary walked at the front of the line with the women and children. Joseph walked in the back with the men. Each of them thought that Jesus had gone with the other. After a long day's walk, the caravan came to a stop for the night, and the two met up. Oh, Joseph, I'm so tired. Yes, it feels like the walk gets longer every year. Where's Jesus? I don't know. I haven't seen him. Since when? Since this morning, when he left to be with you. What? I thought he was walking with you. No. Where is he then? I don't know. Jesus! 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 I'm scared. What if something's happened to him? Maybe he's with family. Go talk to Elizabeth, and I'll go see Zechariah. The two worried parents asked everyone they knew. Elizabeth and her husband, Zechariah, hadn't seen Jesus, but they joined Mary and Joseph in the search. They looked everywhere, but the answer was always the same. Jesus was nowhere to be found. He's just not here. I think we left him in Jerusalem. I know. We got so caught up in the religious celebration, we lost sight of Jesus. It can happen sometimes. More than you think. I just don't understand. How could we have done this?
Mary and Joseph didn't wait for daylight. They set off at once on the dark road back to Jerusalem to look for their lost boy. Elizabeth and Zachariah went with them, and the four walked all night without stopping. Just as dawn was breaking, they arrived once again in the great city. Somehow, it seemed even larger than before. There are so many people. Where do we begin? Maybe he went towards the marketplace. There's a lot to catch a man's eye. He's only a boy, Joseph, not a man. Even more of a reason he might have been sidetracked. Spread out and ask everyone. Somebody must have seen him. Soon they came to a street that was lined with the shops and stalls of merchants. So Mary and Joseph and their friends moved on. Suddenly, Mary heard something up ahead. What's that noise? It sounds like shouting. Oh, I think it's coming from the Hippodrome. The what? The Hippodrome. It's, where, it's the place where the Romans race their horses. I've heard they gamble on them, too. I don't think Jesus would have gone there. I don't know. Boys his age can be very curious. And the chariots are incredibly exciting. Are they? Well, that's why I've been told anyway. I wouldn't know myself. When they got to the Hippodrome, they saw that Zachariah was right. The racing really was exciting.
So, he might must be looking for thrills. Does he like to gamble? No, he's not even 13 yet, and he's very devoted to God. Boy, have you come to the wrong place. Nobody's seen a boy named Jesus? No! no. Now move along, you're blocking the view. So Mary and Joseph and the others left to look somewhere else. Once again, Mary and Joseph realized they wouldn't find their lost son here. So the little search party kept going, moving through the streets of Jerusalem until it was too dark to see. I just don't know where else to look. I'm afraid it's too dark anyway. The only thing we can do now is pray. Maybe we should go to the temple tomorrow. Before we do anything else, and pray there. Yes, I think you're right. There's an inn down the street. We can wait there. All night long, the anxious parents tried to rest as the hours passed slowly. What had happened to their son? Was he alone? Was he safe? What answer would the new day bring? Finally, at the first light of dawn, Mary and Joseph and the others arose and hurried to the temple. When they arrived, they saw a large crowd had gathered in one corner, talking excitedly. What's going on? There's a great teacher here today. His answers are amazing. And so are his questions. And he's so young. Joseph, think about it. Jesus loves to learn about the law. Yes, maybe he came to the temple to hear this rabbi. teacher had the best answer. Someone should write that down.
just because Niles has wandered from the rest. Do you think, do you think that God our Father ever loves them less? Every father, every mother I have ever known, they would search until they found their child and brought him home. I hope Jesus is here. He needs to hear that. Maybe he's up front. Oh, who is this master we've never seen before? Excuse me, excuse me, we're looking for our son. We know. Three days we wandered around looking for you. And the whole time, you were right here. Apparently, we were the ones who were lost. I guess so. And so, Mary and Joseph found their son, Jesus, who wasn't really lost after all. He returned to his home in Nazareth, and as he grew, so did his wisdom until a great many people came to love him, and still do. And sometimes, like Mary and Joseph, those people get a little lost and wonder where he's gone. And they have to ask themselves some hard questions. See? 
youthful Jesus sitting among the teachers, asking and answering questions. By your Spirit, move us to ask the deep questions of faith that we may grow in, in asking. In your name, amen. Now is the time in our service where we pause to offer our gifts and to share the joy of, of what means to be part of our ministry of Mayflower Church. Thank you for your generosity.
Let us pray. O unending love, thank you for the gift of abundant and eternal life. You have said that you are a good parent who gives us good gifts. Your generosity overflows to us. Everything we have is a gift from you. May our gifts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord our God. Blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor and power and strength be unto you, God, forever and ever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray as a congregation. Living God, who breathes life into all things, it is in you we live, move, and have our being. In the joy and laughter of children and music, we thank you for life all around us. Let joy be a witness to resurrection, not as an occasional activity but as the way you have ordered our lives and world. As creation bears witness to this, draw our attention to how you care for the earth, how you care for the earth in the face of ecological injustice. We pray for those who are affected by the earth's destruction and land displacement, by lack of clean water, We pray for the conviction for those who would see the earth and its resources as disposable for their profit. And we pray for ourselves as we are complicit in this attitude. Renew our minds and hearts so that we can participate in creation and care as you would desire. Christ, we ask that you would not forget what and who you have been drawing us to. In the midst of celebrating our children, we pray those who who celebrate this day, but their lives are clouded by their circumstances. We pray for the lonely. We pray for those growing anxious and impatient, with the circumstances of life. We pray for economic justice for the poor, for community that cares for the discarded and the overlooked. We pray for comfort and healing and protection for the sick 
and those vulnerable to sickness. We pray for those who are mourning. Show us how to sit with their grieving and refuse to rush their process. We pray for the people in Mayflower who give so much to their church, their communities, to relief agencies, to God's Kitchen, to Degajay, to the Salvation Army, and all the other ways the people in this congregation seek to serve you. And this day, as we celebrate music, this time when we listen to the voices of children, we would remember young Jesus in the temple, and we ask that we seek him in all places as we experience you and fill the Holy Spirit in the risen Christ. We lift up all these prayers in the name of our risen Lord, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
the boy in the temple wasn't lost at all. The boy in the temple was providing the basis for understanding, for love, for peace, and for joy, and for the God in which we move, live, and have our being. So go from this musical today with joy in your heart, with laughing, dancing, and singing, and know that God is always with you, even at the end of the age. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. And what a happy day.